Welcome to the Excel Purpose Show with Carsten. Today we have with us Henry Tonati, founder of Turtle Investor Academy with the aim to make stock investing simple, empowering millennials to build generational wealth. A loving father with two kids, great husband who has retired his wife, and a great son who has retired his mom. Welcome, Henry. Thank you for being here today. Thanks a lot, Cam, for having me and awesome introduction as well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Let us know a brief background of where did you get the motivation to start off your own business? Oh, good question. I feel like the main motivation is all about my kids, right? So I was thinking like what environment or things that I want to live for my kids. And I think there's a lot of questions that I ask myself before I start a business, like, what happened if I'm gone, right? Do I just leave the wealth for them or do I just leave the money? But what happened if they can't maintain it or like actually grow them further, right? And that means you probably see a lot of people out there like they receive a lot of wealth and they just lose it all. So I feel like I don't want to have that for my kids. Then I thought like, hey, what can I leave it for them, right? The actual that can last forever. I thought like I have a knowledge, I built certain knowledge that I'd be able to build my wealth through stock investing. And they're like, hey, this is everlasting knowledge that I can pass it on to my kids. So they're like, hey, let's use that as my, of course, like skill or like the area that I want to focus on the business. Then I start from there. Then when I look at that, like I want when that business is growing, uh, it's not just about the business, but the knowledge that we can pass on to the next generation that they can maintain that wealth for forever, which is my focus is to get people to build their wealth through that generation wealth forever, right? So I think that's the main motivation. And at the end of the day, you always want to ask why, um, probably more for yourself. Uh, it's more like I, when I think about it, when I early age, probably like very young, I never have a problems money. Money is not a problem. My dad is a businessman. But it get to the point at a certain stage, my dad become quite abusive. And long story short, my mom and my dad split. And of course, I stick with my mom then. We get to the point that we are very struggled with the money. We don't have the money. And the worst part is we can't like worry about the future all the time, right? And when I look at that point, I don't want my kids or like, of course, like my next generation to have a similar life with mine. So I always think like, hey, we've this knowledge to the one that I built this, that's going to help them, that can grow them to have a what we call like comfortable life in the future as well. So never worry about the money, never worry about the future, which is kind of like that's the main motivation of Pusat to start the business. And yeah, and still growing from here. Yeah, right. So your dad was a businessman. So that's probably where this part came from. But yours, you mentioned he was abusive. So that's then your parents separated, was it? Did you study finance or business as well? Or is it because of that split, then you're now like, oh, I'm going to have to be able to look after the family because are you the oldest son or yeah, did you feel that responsibility? Son. Good question. In terms of, it probably indirectly, your whenever that your parents start have a business, indirectly it will kind of put in your mind that the business mm. is one of the way to build the world. So it does... It, kind of imprint in my mind that I want to start business, that I have that dream. But in terms of the, probably like the second question, which is I originally starting not from the finance industry or like accounting or any knowledge. So I start, I learned from education purely is all about computer science, which is all about uh, writing a software. 
but I'm not like Facebook, like writing software things, but it's just not why I learned that as a skill. And I just use that as like a way to call like a job in the early stage. But I remember when that mom and dad split, that actually become a driver. Like, hey, I need to build that well. Not be- I know that I can't rely on the job. I can't rely on that specific like computer programming skill. Then I need to find a way to build that world and stop investing, come to the picture. And it does always like a quite aggressive in the early stage and very, very aggressive. When I say aggressive, I know when I early stage, normally people say, hey, uh, if you want to invest, start with 10 regular deposit of 10% of your income. I literally do that. I literally follow whatever that book telling me, like, you know, like uh, Richest Man in Babylon and or many, many books out there. I start from there. I literally copy paste like what the book saying. Then, then it become aggressive, not just 10%. I remember like it get to the 60% of my income to wow. build. Because you don't like that driver because you feel like your mom is in certain stage, like when you people already got the money and suddenly start from zero. Especially my mom, like quite old at the time. Like, and she don't have a way to build. Again, right? she probably don't have that drive or motivation or like probably physical to start from scratch, right? And especially in my country, Indonesia, if you start from scratch, you literally start from the bottom and it's all about physical effort, right? Physical work. And my mom couldn't do that. I felt like I really want to make her happy. I know like all her struggle. So it's become that, become like one of the motivation or driver. Like, hey, I need to get there. I need to build that. And oh my God, I remember I promised my mom, like, hey, mom, like, Give me two to three years, right? Two to three years, I will build my world, right? I know I say that. And when I look back, I just say like, that's crazy. It's crazy objective, right? So <laughs> like, you? you will never have that, right? <laughs> <laughs> How old were I? Uh, that's probably around like 20, 21 years old. Wow, so like, yeah, then it's like, let's do that. Well, I didn't hit that two years mark. I'll be fair, I didn't hit that two years mark, but I told my mom, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's just bear with me i'll build that well i'll probably like start investing get to the stage that i feel like i'm comfortable to have that what we call like a regular income that i can start giving to her right then i remember it's get when you get to the point that i'll probably like do you know like when you want to retire there's a lot of people say hey when you retire make sure you have that enough cash flow for your uh, lifestyle and for my mom's lifestyle that like it's too risky. Like it is, especially in the stock market, there's always uncertainty. Uh, then I'll probably say like, hey, how do I ensure when I'm retired or like let my mom retire, I can have what we call like a comfortable retirement. So I build, I try to target double than what we're supposed to have, which is kind of like very conservative, right? And I, I told my mom, just bear with me, just bear with me. <laughs> I know like my mom very much. Uh, supporting and always like hey don't worry don't worry you, you will get there don't worry but retire me i'm still be able to do the work but of course as as a son it's like oh your mom doing a lot of physical work just to get to live what we call like all the needs for their life then it's very painful to see right so it's like i'll, I'll that's why i said i've become very aggressive in terms of the income get to the work call like i'm a 60 percenting of the income like all the it's purely for investing and yeah, it just turned out really, really well. I know it's for the stock market. I promise like quite blessed as well. I know we've been through a lot of things like with this up and down in the market, but still like in the long run, be able to build that well. And yeah, like like you probably in your introduction, able to retire my mom. And the recent or probably the last year, I retired my wife as well. So which is pretty awesome achievement in for, my, for myself, right? 
Yeah, of course. You are definitely going to be inspiring a lot of people because they can see what you look like. And they know, even though we don't, I don't know if you want to reveal how old you are, but you definitely do not look 65. (laughs) So, which (laughs) is when most people think they, that's kind of the expected retirement age. And I'm totally on board with what you do because you know that I only work with people that are, that I find very authentic, right? So, I love your share in terms of you made a decision when you were 20 something. Mm. Sure. You, you wanted to make that happen in two years, but it wasn't about that. It was making a decision at that time that you were going to make it happen. And so when you kicked off that, the other thing I really love about your story, Henry, is that it makes it possible for the others because you didn't come from that financial background. I think sometimes when I talk to people, they'll look at me and go, well, you're an accountant. <laughs> like, of course, of course, you kind of got that finance side like mm-hmm. down pat. But it's like, well, not necessarily the case. Like, there's a lot of people that are accountants and you don't mm-hmm. see them escaping that rat race or you don't see them have that financial freedom either. But then you're like, well, do you even come from that background? And then you just went, okay, it's a knowledge you can learn. You learn a bunch of it in the books that you read, implemented the skills. Like at this point, you wouldn't even know really whether this thing works or not work, but it's like, hey, I trust this author. I trust this strategy. Let's just try it first and see how it goes. And it's obviously worked. Then did you, from there, like meshing up different knowledge that you have gained over a period of time, did you come up with your own strategy like how did that come about in terms of building that for yourself very good question on that one i'll probably say like depend on when you start as well i remember like i'm oh, sorry 15 years ago you don't have that lot of information in youtube or bunch yeah. of other stuff and the, i remember the only way to get that knowledge is through the book right and yes. And it's just lucky that I was a student in the university. I was like, I can go to university and borrow the book. And at the time, I probably said, like, I don't have money to buy the book. I probably said, like, struggle yeah. to buy it. I was like, okay, so let's get that free knowledge. Right? So I get that from the book. And of course, you do a lot of research on who the, like the best investor in the world, that kind of stuff. Mm. Then you get to find out, you know, like a few key people, like Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch. So there's a two people that I probably say, I follow their principle and I, I learn what they do. So they do have a few books on that. And I remember I, there's one book I really followed, The Dot, which is from the Peter Lynch, right? The one up on Wall Street. So I really align with that. What he's saying is about a lot of people investing, they always make it complex, right? They always think like investing, especially in the finance, accounting, they always make it complex, all about numbers and those are a lot of money, all this stuff. What he says, if you want to be good in the investing, it's all about, you need to understand what the business is doing, right? It's just keep it simple. The As long as you understand what they're doing and they're actually solving the a problem, right? They're actually solving the world problem, then they're going to grow forever, right? And as long as they keep innovating and i feel like oh that's interesting i thought like in the beginning when i read the book i probably wouldn't have that knowledge how do i understand the business right without being number and a bunch of other stuff i thought so i thought like yeah i'll follow what you're doing i know you're doing really well then i'll follow what the book says right and you get to the point that yeah it's doing better but i feel like oh my god like it's quite slow not 
you probably know, I promised my mom, I'm going to do it in two, three years. Like <laughs> you're probably not going to able to do it. Right. And I was like, uh, I need to make it fast. Then I thought like aggressive with regular deposits from the income will help me. It does help. Uh, but I was like, I want to be faster, but I don't want to gamble my way through like crazy stuff. I know I learned a lot of things with people that do day trading, there's trading, there's yeah. a bunch of other stuff, right? Which is I've never heard part of the journey of learning. And it's like, that's not for me. That's not for me because that's not the life I want to be when I retire, right? Then it's like, yeah. okay, so I've, it's just a coincidence. I listen one of the video of the, the hedge fund manager, one of the video, right? I really resonate with him. I really resonate with him. I thought like, maybe I just reach out to him. Who knows, right? So hedge fund manager is like, he's retired. So like, who knows? I just reach out and say, hey, I want you to mentor me. I want to learn. I will do things every day, like to actually learning, right? I thought at the time to learn that you need to do it every day. And it's just coincident that the hedge fund manager guy called Brett McFadden, he, he's pretty nice. He's like, yeah, he told me you don't need to do it every day. I was like, oh, this is very weird. Like in fact, you don't need to do it every day. It's like, okay, so what do I need to do? And just give me a few hints. Like just, just pick the company in present the company that doing well and just let the company doing their own thing. Right. And your focus is just, just focusing on managing your money, how to get the best value from your money. It's like, that's very weird. I probably said a very weird advice. Yeah. I remember like I told him like, what do I need to do to learn from you? And he, he just coincidentally like, Hey, I can do uh, kind of like mentoring at that time. There's no such a coaching probably 15 years ago. There's no coaching or such that kind of stuff. It's like, I can mentor you. It's like, oh, sweet. Like, what do we need to do? <laughs> you, when you heard like a big name, uh, people out there, like hedge fund managers, like, oh, this is crazy. Right. You want to mentor me all us, you know, as I remember, I, I do extra work just to be able to pay him. Like, Hey, just teach me. Right. I learned that. And you get to the point that uh, you learn a lot of from the book and you learn a lot of from his experience. Then you come up with the things that are probably sound like, uh, you mix it together. You come up with the things that you feel like is going to work well for your lifestyle in the future, which is my focus is I want to be able to spend time with family. As you know, like since I got two kids, I, I spent a lot of time with my uh, kids, but the system, the process that I built is all already have that long-term vision. Like how one, when I have kids, I want to be able to live everything and I still be able to grow that well. So then you come up with the system, you discuss with that, um, the mentor and you get to the point that, Hey, this is going to work. Right. So we build that. It does skyrocket my portfolio. It does skyrocket my wealth. Then that's when I said, like, I, I retire my mom, I retire my, my wife. Then it does open up a lot of opportunity. You probably know, like once you well grow certain stage, you say like, you can't rely on this all the time, but you want to do what we call like a reduce the risk, right? You diversify to different assets. So uh, we always have this, especially for immigrants that come to Australia, you always have this dream to own a property. So we mm -hmm. managed to buy the first property and we use that, a lot of that profit from stock market to do other things like buy a business, invest in different things. So it does open up a lot of opportunities. So, and it helps me to meet a lot of like cool people as well, right? So uh, there's a lot of people that has retired that you probably wouldn't know the name, but they are retired because they say, hey, they built that well. So like, oh my God, how do you build that well? Like some people own the yard, some people own a million dollar properties. I'm like, holy shit, like you just like met different. I probably say like the bigger your network somehow when you network with certain people, it does help you open up uh, probably like a lot of opportunity as well. So it does, I'll probably say like when... 
store marketings, I we I'll probably say we come up with a way a system where we can actually make the stock investing simple, so you people don't spend a lot of time. And I'll probably like we can repeat the result to all the people as well. So which is that's my main focus. I'll be able to repeat that. My first intention to allow my wife and my kids to repeat the same result, right? Then when I'm gone, they'll be able to continue to grow that well. And since then, it's not just for my family, it's just open up to the public as well, have the few students, few clients to get certain stage as well. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a few things I really love there. Number one is, well, you found a guy, you found a mentor to help mm. you out with that. It's like, that's always been the thing. It's like, no matter what, right? Investing something else. If mm. you know someone's got the result, of course, go to that person. They know how to do it. Wait, I do find that when people get stuck, it's like they ask the people that haven't got it. So then they tell them, oh, yeah, of course, you shouldn't do this thing. You might fail. You do all this thing. But it's like you're asking the wrong crowd, right? Like you go ask yeah. the people that's got the results. So that's a key takeaway from what you shared there. Then the next one, it was like, hey, you know, within your network, we're saying, you know, a lot of cool people. Some of them, we may not know the name because I probably won't know either because I'm not so heavily in the investment space. It's like, if you name personal development influence, I'll probably know them all. But it's like, when it comes to stock investing, probably don't know any of them. Yeah. But I would also imagine a lot of these guys, you probably never hear their name. Because if you retired early, most people wouldn't necessarily have the incentive to now go share that knowledge. It's like, well, they're just living their life. They're just spending it with their kids. They're going on holidays. Mm -hmm. So what I love is that you've acquired that knowledge, but now it's like you've mm -hmm. got this big heart to want to actually serve others and allow them to also have this life that you're having. So that's really cool. Um, the other thing was, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to, oh, I was just thinking what it is. There was something else um, that was on my mind. Um, you'll come back to me, but I, I was reading on your website that you're, you, you want to help people. Oh yeah. It was making a, a thing simple. Yes. Making things simple. This is the key thing that you've mentioned, like making it really simple. Cause I think all of us, when we come to anything investing, we think it has to be hands-on just like you did. You're thinking, oh yeah, every day I need to like log in. I need to do all this analytical stuff because I think we get confused the whole day trading thing with yeah. the investing, which is a long-term thing. Can you explain to us when you let go of that belief that it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have to touch it every day. It's about investing in a fund or some businesses that you think it's going to have a great future. What is that like? When we say simple, what are we looking at? How much time... <laughs> Do we need to log into the computer to check this thing? If we are able to put in funds regularly, how much time do we need to log in and check it and adjust something? Good question. We're probably talking about when people, when just starting, I'll probably say like, if you spend one or two hours a week thing to learn, actually learn the technique. Once probably I'll probably say like after three months, uh, what I noticed with the students is what we have they probably check once a quarter or probably like or once a month thing. So it depends different people, different style. So if you have a regular investment every month, depend on how big the investment, you can probably say the most active that you probably have like once a month. And in terms of the time taken, probably one, two hours, even personally, I'll probably say like 
uh, I know people have to compare with me. People always thought, oh, you already got the knowledge, you got that certain experience. But if you are compared with the few students that we have, once they're fully invested in the first three months, they learn, they're fully invested. When I say fully invested, they already know the company that they want to invest because all the effort that they put earlier. Then it's probably like once a month, once a quarter thing, they only monitor of the portfolio and what's been happening. And the reason I say that once a month is perfect is one of my way to support my community as well. I do the monthly webinar. So that's why I was like, hey, you don't need to do a lot of work. Like you don't need to do every day. There's a lot of noise, a lot of news out there. But what you want to do is like cut through that noise and only looking at certain information, like what's important, right? How I think the most important is like the information that is going to make you money because there's a lot of information out there that are not going to help you to make money, right? And so that's what we want to focus. So I do monthly webinar once a month. So indirectly prompting the student or like Karen to do the work probably just once a month. And you don't need to do much. And it's all about just monitor things. And, and then part of our portfolio, probably like our strategy, we have a sum point, probably like 20% of our uh, portfolio, which is a portion of our portfolio, focusing to joint cash flow. So the whole concept of that one is, you know, like when you early stage, when you start, you always have this regular deposit, but that's when you have a job, right? Mm -hmm. But your future, like your future, you need to have long-term future on this one. Um, your future, you're not going to work for the rest of your life. So if you, you want to retire early, you need to have a system of process where your portfolio will be able to grow no matter whether you have income or not. So which is, that's why I like that 20%. And that 20% is probably the most active strategy that we have. That's why I said like once a month. So one or two hours a month. So that's probably the effort. So you probably notice with me, I spent a lot of my time with family, uh, with my mom here, with my kids. And I really check with the portfolio and only do that money webinar probably like once uh, a month. And of course, I think probably the effort to put the webinar is probably longer than actually my portfolio. Uh, the portfolio is pretty she likes pretty simple. And and the only things that I probably checked, we have to, I, we built the tools, of course, like kind of like spreadsheet. So this is auto tools where we put all the financial information for certain company. Then we can check whether the company going downhill or not. If the performance is doing well, then we just, we never worry. Because if the company is doing well, just leave it be, right? Just They're just going to keep working harder for you. But if the company is not doing well, then you want to decide whether that you want to leave the company or you want to move the money to somewhere else. If not, stick with them, right? That's great. Auto check, <laughs> simple, logging in once a month sounds really good to me. So yes. the other question I had in my mind that I saw on your website that I wanted to ask was, there is this claim about you can go from zero to million. <laughs> Tell me about that because that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow, I think, for, okay. for most people. What do they need to start off with? Okay, so they've got zero investment right now. They don't know anything about finance. Um, how much can they put in? What's the minimal amount? Is something like 500 or 1,000 enough to kick off? And if it was something around there, how long would it take to grow to like a mill? Very good question. Everyone's different. I probably said I'm not financial advice in terms of how much money that you want to put in. But uh, I remember when I start at that time, a lot of broker require you need to have like a $2,000 as a minimum. But nowadays you can start as small as like $500. There's a lot of kind of stock broker, even like a broker, like it's some of the broker nowadays, you can allow you to start with $100. But let's say with $500, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I say, when I say like I start from zero, the 
the good things with the investing is you make the money works harder for you, right? Which is work uh, when you, even when you sleep. But the worst part, you need the money. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you need to have money. So that's why like everyone always start the portfolio with zero dollar, right? Start from zero, start from scratch. And uh, so what we uh, try to educate a lot of people is the investing is just one part of it, which is to growing the wealth. But the biggest part is all about managing your money. So a lot of people, uh, early stage is, they're always focusing on the pleasure, right? They got salary increase, the spending is just become hard, bigger and bigger. But the investing part becomes smaller and smaller. So this is what I noticed right. with a lot of people out there. So what we teach you like, hey, you need to have a, what we call a money management system. You have a certain portion, it always like for investing. So let's say you start from $0. I assume you have a job or like you have an income, whether from business or from something else then small portion, right? Let's say start by percent or 10% of your income and put into that investment. Let's say, what's the minimum income from people? Let's say 300, let's say three grand, right? Uh, 10%, $300. You can start $300, just regular deposit, right? When early stage, it probably doesn't look much, but it's going to grow slowly, right? But I think that's the compounding uh, kick in. So the early stage looks small, but uh, in the long run, it's going to look a lot bigger. So what I actually personally do, I start, uh, probably like my early story, I start with that 10%. Mm. Then I remember that I grow quite aggressive into like 60% things. That's before I got married and the stuff. But once you got family, <laughs> married and got family, that's probably, you wouldn't be able to do it. But when the early stage, that's why I want people to start young because you don't have burden or like pressure, then start aggressive, right? 60%. Let's say you'll be able to put uh, $2,000, $3,000. So that will make a huge difference. I know like $300 and $3,000 is 10 times, but that's one of the biggest difference. And the other things that's the most important is all about reinvesting the money, right? How long will it take me? Probably like six, probably like four and a half or five years a month that we reach to that, we probably consider ourselves a millionaire. You get to the, that certain stage, like, hey, we reach a million. And I think the most important is not just that million. You probably heard me earlier. To be able to retire peacefully, you need to be able to generate what we call a cash flow. So you need to have a, what we call a passive income cash flow that to pay all for your living expenses. So the million is good number, like because a lot of people have this perception, hey, I need to have a million dollars to be able to retire, right? But sometimes you don't need to. It depends on your living expenses. So for people that, like for my mom, right, living in Indonesia, the living expenses is probably like three times cheaper or four times cheaper than uh, us in Australia. But if you're people in Australia, for my wife, it took a little bit longer for us to retire her, right? So uh, for my mom, it's earlier because like living expenses not much and bang. But for zero to a million dollars, I'll probably say the aggressive you are earlier, then you're probably going to get that goal a lot faster. And I'll probably say you need to create a goal, right? If, if you put the time frame of, let's say, five years, then you need to stick to it, right? Just be aggressive early stage. And if you reach earlier, then if the Mr. Market doing really well for you, then you don't stop it. Right? I think a lot of people that when reach million, they just stop it. But they just need to understand all about cash flow to be able to supply your what we call like financial freedom. I love that. That's so fantastic. It does resonate with my life as well. When I think about it, people haven't invested in anything because they're scared. But it's like when I was in my 20s, I probably went through a similar kind of decision-making point, which is like, 
no, well, I need to take a risk of something to step it out. It's a calculated risk. So yours was on investing stock. Mine was on investing property. And I did the same thing as you, actually. So I was like going to buy books. And I still have this book, actually. This book, it's like my first investment property book. But did I want to spend $20 or whatever initially to buy that book? Well, not really. I could have bought comics instead, right? Like maybe like... Mm -hmm three or four Simpson comics instead of that. But I was like, okay, well, I'll read that. I don't even know that author, but I read it and her story. I'm like, well, it makes sense if I purchase one property first and then this can, well, if I have the money, it can roll over. I can do, I don't really know if it works. Just like you wouldn't necessarily know how the stock thing works right at the get-go. It's like, well, this guy says invest 10%. Sure, you follow the strategy. Same thing, follow the strategy. And then when you can make money, you go, oh, nothing does work. Then it's like, okay, well, now I just need to put more money into it. And it's like, yeah, we people will be surprised when it comes to making money. It's like when you're making a five-year, 10-year goal, that compound effect and what it builds, that's massive. Um, of course, I asked you a really hard question. It's like, well, how long is it going to take? Well, who, how long is a piece of string, right? Like, it's it's like, you, 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 there's so many things you don't know. You don't know what the market is like. You don't know what the economy is like. It's not mm. like you don't want to give the answers. Like, you totally cannot predict what is happening in the future. I just asked you a curly because I wanted to see what you would say. That's why I share, like, how I did it. Does it yeah. mean, like, what will happen in the future? Like, But, of course, like, we always prepare ourselves how to have, I've always said, like, yeah. the knowledge is the everlasting thing. Like, even, like, the book, right? Perfect uh, sample, right? With the book, they, I don't know when the author wrote them, probably, like, 20, 30 years ago. That, probably, like, that strategy, that mindset, still applying to now. It doesn't matter, like, yes. what year you are now, right? Uh, if we're talking about Warren Buffett, he's very old, 90s, and Charlie Munger is very old as well. And if we're asking, like, his investing principle, when he started probably like 60, 70 years ago, exactly the same until now. Of yes. course, the environment changed, right? Like the property environment changed. You probably wouldn't invest the apartment or like house. Of course, things change. You need to adjust, but the principle of probably like the principle of that process, you need to be very the same. If you don't have the same system or like same process, then you can't repeat the result. So that's why a lot of people like with many things that they're doing, oh, they just do random stuff. They success mm. and they don't know how to repeat that. So that's bad, right? I think yeah, we're, we, we're I talking think about that. that foundational knowledge that actually never changes, right? We're yeah. talking about investing regularly, that compounding effect that would never change, no matter what. That's right. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love the share that you've given us. So for our for our listener who's now thinking, oh, maybe I should start investing. <laughs> What's the, where would they find Henry? Where would they find you? Where do you normally, are you on IG, Facebook? What's the best place to find you? I'll probably say I'm mostly in Facebook that I post a lot of stuff in Facebook and Instagram. So the best way definitely follow me. I love to connect with a lot of people as well. And when they connect with me in my bio, there's a lot of free resources, like a free course, free book as well. So people can yeah check the link and download the book or like uh, get uh, into the course. So the course is basically that 20% that uh, the cash flow thing for, that's what I'm using, right? To pay for all my living expenses. But of course, my portfolio get to that certain stage that I'll be able to do it. But that strategy is still applying. Doesn't matter when I start small, 
and even like enter like million dollar portfolio, you still be able to do it. So that's why I said like a few people probably have a kind of like try and see how it works and whether that if they resonate with what I'm doing, then normally people tend to have a channel or like have a call with me. So then we can go from there. That's awesome. So if people want financial freedom, what's that one key message you have for them? Start as early as possible and focus on one thing and be disciplined, right? So I feel like doing anything, discipline is the key and have, especially with the start investing, have the long-term vision. Uh, I know there's a lot of things out there with COVID, with war, with a lot of things like recession, inflation, but all of them will become a noise when you look back, oh, 10 years ago, right? Oh, I've been through all of this, but I still be able to retire. So I think that's what they want to build there. Mind like this is the vision that I want to have, then go from there. And I know it's hard. That's why like we have the come to support each other. I think that's most important to have that environment to help you to go through this kind of all the noises. Yeah, that's right. You do have a warm community. I see the lovely pictures. So last question. Sure. What's given you that drive to live this purpose, Andrew? It always comes back to my kids always come back to my family and if i look back with my life and with what i want and people around me as well right i notice when people receive the wealth even like if they're lucky got the wealth from the parents and some people couldn't maintain them and actually going downhill and the other side is a lot of people like people around me for people that millennials that probably around like 40s they have the kids but i noticed they they're passing on the like, same bad financial habit that from what they learned from their grandparents or their uh, parents, then passing on to the kids. So I look like, oh my God, this is like a vicious cycle that will never end. And the kids will be, <laughs> every day they, they, they still need to go to work to just live what they need, right? It's just a pressure. You need to go to work just to, for their life, right? And I thought like, I don't want to have that for my kids or or like, especially when you have the kid, like millionaire, which is around my age, then you don't want my kids running with the environment, the other friends that focusing on just focusing on the work that I want to build that environment where they can be able to support each other. They will be able to focus on how we able to grow further, how to get the, to live their life with what they, with passion, right? So they want, I want them to focus, hey, I want to do, I don't know what they dream of, let's say start business or play sport or do whatever they want, right? I never worry about the money. And that's, I think that's the main focus that I want to build. And of course, uh, at the end of the day is all about individual kids as well. But you, as a parent, you always want to prepare the best for them, for them, right? Prepare the future for them. So I think that's kind of inspired me. I said like, that's become my purpose. I want to build that environment and community and for my family, for my kids. I know it's a bit selfish, but somehow indirectly it helps me to help other and grow further from there yeah so true like it's like going beyond yourself like i that's what i've always found like um as a, I'm, i have no kids but i've always seen the people around me um they grow up a lot and they are able to do certain things that that drive is because they're doing something beyond themselves so mm -hmm. for you it's like doing it for the kids but probably a part of you, it's like that your initial upbringing, um, that was hard, which has now made you want to serve others. So we're very lucky. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel very privileged to have crossed 
path with you because um, I love what you're doing for the community. So thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Kems. Uh, it's my purpose to be in this uh, interview as well. It's, uh, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Cheers. Excel in life, live your purpose, be free. All right, we are now jumping in some behind special questions that I have for Hendry. <laughs> so sure. I want to ask you, you're obviously more into stock. What's your thoughts when it comes to like all the new things that are coming up, like crypto, NFT, all those things? Do you invest in those yourself? If so, what's the sort of percentage asset allocation and would you recommend it? <laughs> I'll be fair honest, I don't put a lot in crypto or NFT. I'll probably sell like maximum 3% of the wealth into that. But it's, I'll probably say like I don't start too early as well on the other area. At the end of the day, when there's a growing trend, there's a certain things that are growing, you want to understand like what they're doing. So the easiest way to understand is, I think for my stage is put a little bit of money in there, then see how that works, how that uh, function, how that, uh, and especially nowadays with certain country legalized things on that one or like certain bank, like we're quite aggressive that you want to understand. So I do put a little bit, but not as the main wealth creation. But of course, like I think it's in many things, like when you want to learn something and try something that you spend a little bit money on that one. So I do put that, I think maximum, probably 3% are probably done a lot now <laughs> since the, the, the whole crypto drop. But yeah, probably like maximum 3% in the original intention. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I probably have less than <laughs> It's not like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty risk adverse. So yeah, I have some too, but they're, yeah. They're I probably, probably say like start with one, then like, it's just growing by itself, then suddenly like you don't want to put more. And every time that over the allocation, you just cut down. And it yeah. just not it's just considered like the whole thing drop, then it does drop that below that three percent. I'm not sure how much that I have now, but I'll probably say like that's the original that I put in probably like three percent. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's good to know. I think it's good for people to know like someone like us what would we sort of allocate to it because i think people get caught up in some of these new trends and popular things and they put a lot of like their savings into it and oh, i can't even it, it sometimes it, it really hurts me to hear some of the stories when people get burnt yeah, like that it's like a lot of their their savings and they seem like some some ad or some some brochure that sounds really oh, great and yeah, and then they, they lose a lot of that. So it's the, <laughs> the recommendation is to go for more the true, like, yeah, the, sa the safer option, right? But let, let me let me poke you, poke you a bit more on that because we're in a difficult time right now. US, don't know what's happening there. We've printed way too much money, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're not really doing that. Yes, yes. So during COVID, we, we've like printed way too much money to try and pull ourselves out of crap, really. So yeah. we've, heaps of stuff like basically stock market crypto all of it's plummeted right now mm. let's go back to just your stock portfolio have you and your community been impacted much because of that or is there strategies in place that's sort of been able to like sustain that uh what, what's that like <laughs> good question i'll be very honest on that one uh when the market dropped we do get impacted or we do get impacted in the yeah. uh, wealth portfolio uh in terms of but i think the most important is 
uh, we don't go bankrupt because of whatever that happened out there. I think that's the most important when you manage your portfolio, especially manage your wealth, right? And in terms of um, how the strategy to prevent them, I promise like is you can't predict like when it's going down or going up, but it's all about preparing like you. I think the main focus for us is all about investing into a great company, the company that are doing well and probably less impacted with this kind of condition with, let's say, just give an example, the rising interest rate, right? Or like whatever that war that happened in Russia and Ukraine and all the news about recession, like the fear about recession. What we want to understand, is that a business that less impacted uh, with the whole thing? And even like the rising interest rate, uh, what will impact the business? But a lot of people don't understand is rising interest rate is impacting with the company that has a lot of debt, right? When they have a lot of debt, which is common sense, the repayment, which is the, the, the loan repayment will be increasing. So that will impact those businesses. So we want to look in terms of the company like, hey, if that's going to happen in the future, the interest rate is going to hike. What we want to prepare with our portfolio. So it's all about preparation, right? So we do prepare, I'll probably, I do have a webinar on the November last year. I really, not saying predict, but preparing ourselves for this kind of situation. Hey, we are predicting the, the, portfolio, uh, the whole market will be in the negative territory or probably like in the break even. But what we want to do is like, how do we prepare that, right? How do we prepare when the rising interest rate? So we adjust the portfolio, we adjust like certain company, look the, back to the portfolio. Do we have a company that has a lot of debt? Will this impact that a lot? Of course, we prepare them, but a certain company also got dragged down with the whole situation, right? So it got dragged down. We definitely got uh, dragged, but there's still the focus for us uh, still like, hey, we have the cash uh, position, like which is our cash. Like, how do we put that money to make more money in the future, right? Which is the long-term vision. And if you, you probably weren't aware, so like Warren Buffett, like a lot of fund manager, a lot of top fund manager out there, they, last year, they've been holding a lot of cash, right? They don't do much. But recently, they start buying a lot of shares, right? They start buying a lot of shares, like start investing into different business. So if you look at, I know in the news, they're not going to talk about like what these top people are doing, but they always focus selling what we call like the fear, right? And which is the part of the media. And if you look, if you understand what the other top people are doing, which is the strong hand doing, then we can just what we call like follow them, right? And if let's say we don't have much money, we just follow them. Hey, they start investing, we start investing as well. So that's the probably say the easiest way to prepare for the better future. And in terms of in terms of like the current condition, which is the market going nowhere, we do have a strategy where it's perfect for this kind of situation when they're going sideways, which is going flat and all going up, right? So which is that position where we generate income. So in my portfolio, with the whole situation, this I still be able to generate income. I still be able to withdraw them for my living expenses or even like uh, to buy certain shares. So that's what we've been doing. So of course, like you want to focus on certain strategy more, uh, depend on certain condition. But we do touch, um, we do kind of giving the hint, like the tips to the student during the money webinar. Hey, this is what we can do. This is what we're doing. So we do prepare ourselves. So at the end of the day, it's all about preparation. Yes. Yeah, because the market, well, if we historically look at it, there's always a cycle that goes up and down anyway, right? So it is always a cycle. Writing, writing those out. For our listeners that 
may not know what it means to invest in the long term. What? How many years are we talking about? So people can gauge, like, because I think when we're in at this age where we have a group of people that kind of want things instant. So I think when we say long term, they may not really understand what that is. So um, if mm. people are wanting to make build a strong foundation, build wealth, build generational wealth, mm. what does long term look like for them? Cool. Generational wealth probably is more focusing on whenever that you're gone, that you'll be able to pass on that wealth and keep growing, right? Um, or probably like leaving a legacy for the uh, people, but that's super, super long time, right? Yeah, that's so it's like about a, building that, up this, this wealth yeah. that's going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know like a lot of people wouldn't have that yeah. uh, this you know, passion to uh, hold for that. But you want to make that exciting, which is that you want to have what called milestone. I always encourage people to say, hey, have that five years, uh, especially the portfolio. Before, if you're talking about to the, if you're reading all the kind of book for the stock investing, people talking about 10, 20, 30 years kind of investing. Um, nowadays with the whole technology that, probably especially with the, all the people nowadays, the mindset is I want to instant, something instant, everything instant. So if you sell in like 10 years, 20 years, then I trust me, everyone's going to give up. So uh, what I noticed with even like the current condition with the, the markets going hot, uh, with the strategy that we're doing, of course, like every five years, you want to revisit your uh, goal, right? Revisit that milestone. The five years, this is what I want to achieve. Then in the next five years, do what's, what's the next uh, milestone. So I'll probably say a long term for our case, five years is good uh, starting point. Then trust me, once you get there, then you just keep going and it's like, oh, this five years is like literally nothing. <laughs> because if yeah. you look at the effort that do, 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 to do the work, it's not like every day to do the work. So if I'm just saying to people, if you'll be able to survive nine to five every single day, you should be able to survive one, two hours a month for like five years right so yeah, yeah that's why i tell everyone uh five years uh probably is a very good number to start with cool that's awesome i think that's great for people just to have that in their mind what that mm. looks like well <laughs> if i can feel free to tell me if you, if it's not appropriate but for people that are wanting to invest and we're thinking about they don't even know what a portfolio looks like or what does diversify mean or what's a, even a good company mm. means, right? So would it be possible for you to let us know in your portfolio, what are we looking at when they putting the funds in? Is it obtaining tips from you and then they would sort of invest in those or would they come up with their own ones? Or do you have, like, do you tell them, oh, X amount was kind of towards cash X amount goes towards like US stock or Australian stock, and then you have some safer stuff. What does that look like? Perfect question. So we do have what we call a structure, or like a portfolio journey. So the structure, how you build your portfolio from $0 to certain amount, right? So we always create what we call a journey of the portfolio. So let's say $0 to 25 this is what you want to focus on. So we do tell like, this is the area that you want to focus on from 25 to let's say uh, 75 or like 50 this is how your portfolio gonna look like. So we do guide you to journey. But once you portfolio, probably like more than 100K, 200K, uh, you probably will follow exactly the same style that we have. So this is the structure that we have. So I'll probably say like your portfolio is well-structured and probably ha can handle many situations. In terms of what to invest, I do personally share like what I personally invest into the group, but I do 
it's more for education. Like, hey, this is what I do. Uh, you can follow what I'm doing. But we, in terms of the what we teach to all the student or client, we give them the, exactly the same system that I personally use, right? To mm. figure out what to invest. So we tell them, hey, this is what to look for. This is what you can look. This is what the core of that company that when we are going to invest, we give pretty much everything. So the whole purpose for this Total Investor Academy, we want the, all the student or like client to be independent. So whenever I'm gone, like I'm not saying I'm gone, gone, but you you will never know with the COVID, with the many things. So let's say I'm not around, they be able to make their own decision. So at the end of the day, it's about to build that confidence to make their own decision. And we give exactly the same tools, same system, everything is the same. So then they can pick the company that they resonate with. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of company out there, right? You probably know there's million, millions of company out there. And you don't want just to invest to the company that doesn't resonate with you. I'll just give you an example, right? I've got student, I have students sees into this all green environment, all that vegan stuff. When we're talking about certain companies, let's say uh, ST Lauder, which is kind of uh, testing on the animal or like a McDonald's, and all that sugar thing or anything that unhealthy, she hates it, right? So it doesn't matter what this company no, score, it looks awesome. But if it doesn't resonate with you, don't own them, don't have that company. So at the end of the day, you want to be proud with what you have, right? Remember, when you invest that money to that company, that company works for you. And if you don't like that company, why you own them in the first place, right? So uh, that's why yeah, I that's a key point. I think people don't see that when you're investing, you're actually like a micro owner. You are a part owner when you're investing in that that's company. Right, yeah. Yes. So you need to be proud of what you own, right? This is the, yes. You can say like, this is my business. I'm have, I'm proud owner of this company. So let's say, just give an example. Let's say if you own a Facebook, then you can say like, hey, all the business people give the money to Facebook, right? And they're indirectly giving the money to you. You can think it that way. So that probably will help you, uh, probably like motivate you to think differently. Um, yes. You want to think as, not as the employee, as the people that working in that company, is more like how this company be able to grow and how be able, all those employees actually working for you. So it's very, I probably say like, uh, take a bit, a shift in terms of the mindset and from just for us, like especially for people that just working as a, have a job, shifting that mindset from the, as the employee become a part owner. So it's a bit uh, different kind of mindset shift, but it's just a takes practice, right? So once you build, once you try that, once you build that a certain experience, that's become day-to-day thing. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really going to create that mind shift. Um, that people need so thank you thank you for sharing that and i will be sure to drop an exclusive link of some sort where henry is gonna have a fantastic offer for you guys so you can get to know him get to build your own portfolio so that's gonna be epic so look out for that and i will hope everyone generate more wealth and have the life that they deserve right that's that's what it's really about passion Yeah. yeah yeah cool thank you Thanks, Cam. Thanks for having me.